And we've got our news briefing with Son Ji-un here in the studio. Good morning to you. Good morning. So we're going to talk about students uh, right now. High school seniors returned to their classrooms last week, as you reported. Uh, this Wednesday, though, the big test. We've got mm-hmm. some uh, 23 million students set to return back to school. So uh, amidst all the concern, what's the government going to do to make sure the situation is under control? Well, to begin with, uh, those returning to schools this week are high school juniors, middle school seniors, first and second grade elementary school students, as well as preschoolers. Well, younger students will return in phases, so not all of them will go back to schools at once. Mm. Now, as part of its effort to create a safe environment for students, the government strongly advised schools in high-risk areas to keep the number of attendants to two-thirds of the total. Now, if a confirmed case is reported in a school, the school will resume uh, its online lectures. Now, when I say high-risk areas, it means areas where scattered or community transmissions have been reported, for example, in Incheon. Mm. Now, high school seniors um, at more than 60 schools had to go home last Wednesday after students were confirmed with COVID-19. Though opening at a time when there still lies concerns over a resurgence, the Education Ministry promised to give more discretion to schools in how to run classes. For example, schools may be allowed to run every two days uh, or they could run their classes <clears throat> along with online classroom classes. Plus, the ministry reassured the public uh, by saying that 90 to 96% of high school seniors who already returned monitor their symptoms or self-diagnose their conditions every day. Um, and 80% of those returning this week do so by today and tomorrow it will be around 90%. So um, we should uh, we should uh, be relieved. Yeah. Well, they are. It seems like uh, having a mix of regulations being set forth by the ministry, as well as uh, kind of giving some autonomy to the mm-hmm. local schools, as you mentioned, as well as some uh, kind of self responsibility among the students themselves to make sure that they. Uh, as you say, self-diagnose or at least check to make sure they're Mm. healthy before coming in before any potential, uh, let's say, spread of infection. So uh, it it appears on the surface that there are things that uh, they're handling uh, quite competently. But again, we're talking about millions of students uh, this week and then more as we phase in throughout. So uh, still some concerns, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the government still needs to figure out some things. Um, what, uh, for example, what it's going to do with wearing masks in classrooms, because as we know, it's June uh, next week and the temperature is going up, and students may experience uh, difficulty in breathing. For example, preschoolers or young elementary school students may not be able to fully express the situation they're going mm. through, and it may result in unfortunate situations. Um, the education ministry will discuss uh, this uh, further with health authorities. Now, as for the government's emergency child care service, unlike what several uh, schools and local education offices have told their parents, the education ministry will continue to provide child care services to those families in need. Right. We're talking about uh, these various uh, in Korean, like the uh, Dolbom programs for a lot of working moms Mm -hmm. and dads who really can't take their kids Uh, just leave them at home by themselves. So they've been, essentially, uh, a lot of people talk about schools being started, but a lot of these parents have basically been sending their Mm. schools physically to these schools to be taken care of. So uh, we've seen that that has been ongoing. Now, uh, Ji-Yoon, we're talking about all of this. If this was, let's say, a couple of weeks ago when we were seeing that the infection numbers were hovering in the low single figures and uh, it was all uh, imported cases Mm -hmm. and it was zero uh, community 
community transmissions, perhaps the concern levels would not have been as high. Right. But right now, because we have been experiencing a spike in cases for the last three consecutive days since Friday, Korea reported around 20 new confirmed cases. Uh, the total right now, we're at about 11,000, uh, a little under 11,200. So these sporadic cluster infections that we've been talking about on the news, uh, it's complicating matters. So the government, again, to maybe give some peace of mind to the general public, they've decided to introduce a new quarantine mechanism. And this is an effort to make sure, although 20 is low compared to the rest of the world, we want to see that number go down even further. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we discuss this, let's hear what the health and, minister, uh, health and welfare minister, Park Nung-gu, had to say. So as we know uh, from following this story, uh, when uh, the Yongin patient number 66 uh, went to these Itaewon nightclubs, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a big logistical hurdle because a lot of the people, and this is sort of a common practice, when they went to the clubs, they did not accurately actually uh, place down their contact information. So when they were trying to contact trace uh, from the spread uh, out of the Itaewon area, it was a very, very difficult task as far as these uh, epidemiological surveys are concerned. So uh, with those delays in mind and the difficulties that they faced, the government is going to introduce this so-called QR code system and electronic uh, visitor list uh, to ensure um, maybe if this happens again, a much more quicker response. Can you give us more details? Right. So having learned from the past, the government announced its plans to require entertainment establishments like clubs and bars with high infection risk to keep a log of their customers using QR code or quick quick response code uh, starting next month or next Monday. Now, upon entering these facilities... Visitors are required to present an encrypted, non-reusable QR code to facility operators. Now, the code would include basic personal information such as name, contact information, and the name of the establishments, as well as the time of entrance and exit. Now, there is no need to worry about privacy invasion as facility operators cannot access personal information and all information will expire in four weeks. Now, if you saw the briefing yesterday, uh, you'll notice that uh, the government really was at pains to emphasize that last point you're talking Mm -hmm. about, about the privacy concerns that people might have, the uh, the government keeping all this information, maybe spreading it to these uh, club Mm -hmm. owners to have that actual data with the address and full names and all of that. But uh, they're trying to assure people that, first of all, it's going to all go away in four weeks and that uh, only the government will be able to keep this information Mm -hmm. in times of those uh, emergency tracing efforts. So that's the uh, situation for South Korea right now. Let's uh, take a look at the uh, international picture then, h i u n Starting with the U.S., uh, there are some parts of the country there that have lifted their lockdown measures. Uh, they're trying to open up the country at the urging of the president. In fact, the uh, president now also uh, taking a big stance in terms of religious services, places of worship. Uh, let's first listen to what he had to say. I call upon governors to allow our churches and places of worship to open right now. The governors need to do the right thing and allow these very important essential places of faith to open right now for this weekend. 
If they don't do it, I will override the governors. In America, we need more prayer, not less. So in, in America, it's the golden week, uh, golden holiday week, including the Memorial Day. Mm. And the comment was made as after weeks long shutdowns, all 50 states have now at least partially reopened. But following the initial opening of some states earlier this month, numbers are starting to climb back up. For example, in Montgomery, Alabama, 10,000, uh, I'm sorry, 1,050 new patients in the past week uh, have been reported, which is 35% up from pre-lockdown p e r i o d Period. In North Carolina, uh, it reported its highest confirmed cases after the lift of restrictions. Texas is also reporting double the number it had reported prior to the lifting of lockdown in early May. Now, out of uh, 5.48 million global infections, the U.S. currently accounts for 1.68 million, which is a very big portion. Yeah. Uh, now, closer to Korea in Japan, the country is expected to fully lift the state of emergency in the Tokyo metropolitan area. area, as well as Hokkaido. Now, as the numbers are declining in Japan, uh, for your information, the numbers have been hovering around 20 to 30 a day, quite similar to Korea. And an advisory panel of health experts will meet later this morning to discuss whether to lift strict quarantine measures to revive the economy in Tokyo, uh, prefectures such as Kanagao, Saitama, Chiba, and Hokkaido. Now, once the state of emergency is lifted in these areas, Japan would have lifted restrictions. restrictions in all areas of its country. Now, Japan has reported around 16,000 cases so far. You still kind of wonder whether uh, Japan, uh, that is the full picture, the uh, 16,000 total infections, because their testing numbers have been quite low compared to the rest Mm. of the world, even much lower than uh, South Korea right now. And we're seeing that their infection rates for those tests are quite high, meaning that uh, it's doubtful that they're catching everybody who actually has this. And Mm. there still could be some transmission uh, going on in the community that uh, we don't know about. Nevertheless, they are making the decision to open up the country. Uh, Trump is making that decision for the U.S. as well. Very political in the idea of the... Uh, forcing religious services to be open despite uh, various Mm. governors being opposed to that, knowing that uh, the evangelical Christian bloc is a really kind of key support constituency for him and mindful of the upcoming uh, November elections and his re-election chances there. Well, uh, we don't have to worry about re-election chances here in Korea in terms of the political scene because Mm. we've had our parliamentary elections once every four years. That recently passed and uh, it's going to be controlled by the ruling party uh, in a big way uh, for the next four years, barring any uh, unforeseen uh, disaster for uh, the ruling forces. But these uh, lawmakers now have to get together and uh, find some agreement on how to open the 21st National Assembly. Uh, you got the floor leaders, newly elected floor leaders, and uh, we're going to have a new assembly session in less than a week. President Moon Jae-in also very much mindful of these uh, various politicians and their agendas, and he's also getting ready for this. Mm-hmm, he is. Well, newly elected lawmakers start their term this Saturday, and uh, now that both the ruling and uh, the main opposition has its floor Law leaders, Moon is to meet with them. Uh, those are Kim t a e n y u n of the ruling DP and Ju Ho-young of the main opposition UFP this Thursday over a luncheon in Changwa-dae. Now, this is the first 
such meeting in a year and a half, and the first luncheon with just the two floor leaders of the ruling and the main opposition. Now, according to Senior Presidential Secretary for Political Affairs Kang Gi-jung, no specific items will be set in advance, and the, uh, and, and the participants, those are the floor leaders and the president, are expected to talk very candidly and open about uh, anything. Moon will likely stress the importance of resuming the standing consultative body between the ruling and the main opposition, which stopped, unfortunately, since its first meeting in November 2018. Now, he's also preparing a speech for the parliament that will take off at the end of this month, and he will likely highlight the importance of the role of the 21st National Assembly uh, in combating the novel coronavirus. So the optimism and the hope is that Mm -hmm. this time around, uh, the opposition and the ruling party can actually kind of have some compromises, make some agreements on key legislation, while at the same time trying, at least from the ruling party point of view, uh, to push forward the president's vision and his agenda uh, over the remaining couple of years of his term. Uh, That might be tempered by some pessimism (laughs) because we've seen what happened in the 20th National Assembly. Uh, Again, I think hope always springs eternal, and you see the new floor leader, Chu Ho-young, and sort of the conciliatory moves he's been making, including the apology Mm -hmm. uh, given to the victims of the the Gwangju uh, Democratic uh, Movement and also his uh, gestures that were made this past weekend. We just talked about this mm-hmm. uh, on Friday, uh, the uh, the passing of the late President No Mui-hyun, the 11th anniversary of that. He actually attended that uh, ceremony in person and uh, again, uh, a lot of uh, bilateral uh, gestures uh, for some kind of cooperation. So um, let's wait and see <laughs> if indeed that is the case. So the 21st National Assembly tune is going to start. Uh, there are going to be some points of conflict. We'll talk about that uh, one big one right now in our final story, but mm-hmm. uh, another one that has emerged now is this controversy over how the prosecution handled the case of the former Prime Minister Han Myung-suk. Right, so former Prime Minister Han Myung-suk was earlier indicted for taking 900 million won from Han Man-ho, a construction contractor, and was sentenced uh, two years of jail time by the Supreme Court in 2015. She was released in 2017 after serving her term. Now, this case came under spotlight recently again after Han Mano said in his memoir that he falsely testified of giving money to the former prime minister after being pressured by the prosecution. Now, Han herself has been denying the accusations all along, and she also did once again over the weekend at the memorial service for former late President No Muyan speaking to ruling party officials. Now, DP floor leader Kim Tenyon and Justice Minister Chumie have joined other DP lawmakers in salvaging Han. Now, they stress the importance of a thorough investigation, and the party's Supreme Council member Park Jumin said that this is the very kind of case the Independent Investigative Unit for Corruption Cases involving high-ranking politicians should look into. Now, the main opposition obviously wasn't very happy to hear this, um, and it doesn't like how the ruling party is trying to create a window of opportunity to reform the prosecution using Han's case. Now, the, the, the party says that ruling DP's attempts is not acknowledging the existence of the justice system and the only way to overturn the Han's case is to appeal, uh, not to use uh, the investigative unit. Right. So we're talking about this independent investigative unit that will s- 
set to launch uh, probably around July. Mm. Uh, there are a host of issues that people are looking and asking and wanting uh, these uh, uh, investigators to, to look at. Maybe even the uh, Supreme Prosecutor uh, General, uh, Yoon Sung-yeol, uh, some of the allegations surrounding him, some of the allegations surrounding the former uh, floor leader of the party uh, of the opposition, Na Kyung-won. But now this has emerged really as a top priority as well. As you yeah. say, the main opposition party is saying that, look, you guys are always just trying to save the guys on your side. and then Mm. punish the guys on our side and this is how this (laughs) is going whereas the ruling party is saying look no it doesn't matter if this is a person who was from the progressive side of the thing or 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 the conservative Mm -hmm. side we want to see that justice was fully served and if this person was unfairly prosecuted which appears to be the case if you look at this uh, statement given by the late Han Man Ho Mm. uh, that uh, perhaps uh, you need to redress those wrongs and so it's going to be interesting to see how this investigation uh, takes place and whether in fact this appeal does go through let's talk about Another issue that uh, seemingly always seems to happen here, especially among all these so-called North Korea experts, uh, not long after that dramatic reappearance, uh, after all that suspicion over perhaps his deteriorating health conditions, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un disappeared again uh, for a few weeks. So people again came up with all of these rumors about whether he was still unhealthy. Apparently, he did appear once again at a meeting of the uh, ruling workers' Party's uh, Central Military Commission? Yes. Uh, according to North Korea's Central News Agency yesterday, Kim presided over an enlarged meeting of the Central Military Commission, uh, which is the North Korea's top military governing body, and he set forth new policies for further increasing the country's nuclear war deterrence and putting its strategic armed forces on a high-alert operation. Uh, the exact timing of the meeting wasn't specified in the report, though. Now, he also, uh, the report also said that the meeting d i s discussed military steps and political measures to further bolster the armed forces of the DPRK to be able to firmly defend the political stability and the sovereignty of the country against hostile forces and to develop national defense capabilities and war deterrence. Now, Kim uh, reportedly signed seven orders related to the measures. Right. And aside from the specifics of what exactly he was doing mm. uh, uh, with his official activities, just the, the, the hawkish uh, so-called North Korea pundits, the These uh, Western um, so-called Korea observers who always kind of report or speculate gleefully about how things are going. Uh, We've seen this story uh, take place uh, many times in the past now. And so hopefully we can just sort of sit back. Be calm. Uh, wait for official confirmation before engaging in all this uh, <laughs> wild uh, speculation uh, to that. Obviously, that's probably not going to be uh, something that takes place uh, because a lot of people make their bread and butter uh, off of this kind of speculation. <laughs> uh, turning back to the economy, uh, President Moon Jae-in announced an ambitious plan to roll out in universal employment insurance. We've talked about that. Apparently, though, uh, some civic groups are actually not very happy with this. Yes, they don't think it's enough. Uh, the plan covers some 770 70,000 people of nine occupational groups. Um, however, a civic group believes that this is not enough. Uh, as of March 2020, only a little over 13 million out of some 27 million of the employed population uh, have been covered by the insurance. Now, even after excluding self-employed people, 7.7 million people work outside the safety net. So the civic group, uh, which is named c h i k j a n g k a p j i l 119, called on the 21st National Assembly to pass a bill that would see over 2 million special employment type workers uh, to be covered by the employment insurance. Well, uh, that debate uh, is going to continue to take place. Some people feel it's too generous. Some people feel Mm -hmm. it doesn't go far enough, as as you've been describing. Uh, That's up for the uh, 
politicians and ultimately the government to decide exactly what path to take in the specifics. Uh, Let's talk about the main opposition party. They had that major defeat in the general elections, as we know. So uh, they are trying to sort of uh, reemerge as a viable political entity. And now they have finally decided to launch their emergency committee. The leadership will indeed be spearheaded by their chief uh, election campaigner, Kim Jong-in. Yes, uh, and he's cherry-picking his fellow committee members right now. Now, his expect- uh, the members are expected to be mostly young experts comprised of young lawmakers who didn't make it uh, this election and some outside experts of economy, welfare and employment in their early 30s to 40s. Now, a total of nine people will be uh, uh, cherry-picked by Kim. Now, We are hearing names like Kim Jae-sop and Chun Ha-ram, who are members of the Youth Emergency Committee, and Kim So-yeon, who was spotted coming out of Kim's room the day he was appointed the head of the Emergency Committee. We are also hearing names like Kim Byung-uk and Chung Yong, both first-time lawmakers, and Liu Sung-gol, who is known to be close to Yoo Seung-min, a reformist con- uh, conservative. And that is why we saw some uh, resistance to this with the old guard there, because uh, they do not want to be replaced by these uh, mm. younger reformist lawmakers. All right, final story. Story. Uh, this is in, in regards to the controversy that has been brewing. Uh, a victim of uh, Japan's wartime sex slavery, Lee Yong-soo, had earlier raised some sp- suspicions regarding this uh, civic group in terms of how the funds were dispersed to help these uh, people out, accusing uh, the uh, ex-leader of this and now lawmaker-elect mm. of some corruption. This time, Lee will be holding a press conference today. Yes. So last week, you met with Lee and uh, they talked for about 10 minutes. Now there, you and Apollo to Lee on her knees. Lee hugged her and embraced her, but said that this embrace does not mean forgiveness. And she suggested that Yoon should come to a press conference in Daegu that will be taking place today. Now, Lee is planning to hold a conference and disclose everything about the council today. And it's not clear as to whether Yoon will appear or not. So... We do not know exactly what bombshell allegations uh, that she is uh, going to uncover. She does say that this is going to really kind of flip things upside down mm. and, and really once and for all show that uh, Yoon Mi-hyang is uh, supposedly uh, corrupt. As you say, uh, she has urged Yoon to actually physically be there at the press conference. So we don't know if that's going to be the case. But we do know that uh, Yoon is expected to issue a, a, a response or a mm-hmm. rebuttal shortly after this press conference. So uh, you can bet we'll talk uh, quite a bit more about this uh, in uh, tomorrow's uh, program, both in our news coverage and hopefully get some analysis as well. All right, uh, Jiyun, we're going to leave it there. Thank you, as always, for all the hard work, and we will talk to you again soon. Mm -hmm. Thank you.